Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world. Welcome to a special night edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias, joined as always by Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike Benelli. And tonight, it's early March. Uh, we're recording at night because just like the rest of the world today, my daughter's home from school this week because of COVID <laughs> protocol, so we had to be flexible, but that's what we're all about here. But tonight, it's early March, as I said, which means hockey seasons should be starting if not already, coming to an end. So we wanted to do an episode kind of diving in a quick one uh, about the end of the season and things you can think of um, through the end of the season. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have an established author on this panel today, Christy Cashiona Burns, and her book, My Kids Play Hockey, which is actually the inspiration for this entire podcast. We're going to pick three chapters out of your book today, Christy, that have to do with this. One of them is called Hockey Season is Wine ding down one is called resist the urge to play your round and the other one is reasons to love the off season so i want to throw it to you right away we're going to start off with hockey seasons winding down i love this chapter christy because it deals right away with hey things are not always bad at the end of the season people have a lot of gripes they have a lot of things but you got to note the wins as well right be be grateful for the things that we get right and there's a little play on words there when we say wine wow we're talking about wine yeah Yeah. i gotta that's right i've got to give credit to carolyn stamistry she is the author of this chapter chapter 59 in the book and and she runs down a whole bunch of reasons why uh there are some good things to uh celebrate when the season ends a lot of people are sad and upset and the kids are always teary-eyed you know they hate to say their goodbyes and parents miss their friends but there are a lot of benefits uh that you got to think about so for example think of all the money you're going to save gas for example especially this year (laughs) especially this year year. are the prices not killing you mike would you uh would you like to comment on that point (laughs) no not at all (laughs) i'm just happy that the season's not starting today no but i I think from a you know and i think to your point right now it's just it's just a it's uh you know, one of the things I tell other coaches that I work with is, is I can guarantee you there's been more positives than negatives. You just have to find them and, and right. drown out any totally. of those little negatives. And towards the end of the year, everybody's, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And, and, and there's a lot of choices for kids to make and, and parents to make and rumors and talking. But I think to your point, it's, uh, you know, less whining and more celebrating and, you know, really just embracing the fact that, uh, it, it, no matter what happened, it was a good learning experience. Right. And you get to connect. And another point she raises, you, you can now start to connect with people outside of your hockey circles. And you have to admit, when you're in the middle of a hockey season, 
a lot of times you shut other people out, even right. relatives and friends. You just have this, this hockey family, which is wonderful and glorious, but it's okay to start to uh, put that to an end and, and start reaching out to other family and friends as well. So you get to see people you normally don't get to see during the hockey season. So there's right. another benefit. You know, Christy, in rereading re this chapter, you know, there's a few things that were written there that I thought I wanted to bring up because they're amplified this year, especially. And the reason I want to say that is because these are things we should be thankful for in a normal year. But, you know, one of them, and, and, and unfortunately, this is not going to be true for every hockey family, is health. Um, if you got through this hockey season healthy, or even you experienced COVID and, and survived, right? Uh, we need to be thankful for that. I had COVID this past year. I know Mike had a bout with it. Uh, Christy, your daughter had it. Um, thankfully, we're all healthy. We're all fine now. But I'm very thankful for my health after being in the rink every day with the kids. Um, another one uh, that I think is always important, no matter what your social standing is, is being able to afford the year. Um, look, there are some families that just the expense of hockey is not a problem, but you got to anchor yourself in the understanding that there are some people that really have to make ends meet to get to the rink and to play every day. Um, again, we just spoke to, to the head of hockey in Harlem last week where they, they provide everything for free for those kids. And they're, they're thankful just to have ice, which they almost lost. Um, and then the last one I wrote, Christy, and this was in the book, was that, you know, it's, it's the experience, this unforgettable experience. Well, needless to say, the 2020-2021 hockey season has been an unforgettable experience, oh, yeah. no matter yeah. how you slice it. Whether you had rinks open, closed, off ice, on ice, health, not having locker rooms available. Uh, as Mike alluded to, this is something we'll never, ever, ever forget for the rest of our lives. It's a major human milestone. And uh, Mike, to your point, and Christy, to, to this chapter in the book, you know, one of the things um, that we, we talk about in psychology is being able to see the gift in any situation, good or bad, and that you don't know, even if it seems like the worst thing possible, there's usually a gift in there somewhere, even if it's just a gift of knowledge. Um, and that can be very hard to do, hence the chapter, stop whining, right, winding down, is to see those gifts. And, you know, again, my son is young in the game. Mike, your kids are, are kind of halfway through. Christy, your kids are out there. Gifts after every season, good or bad, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's also good to look back and see how did they develop this year? Um, not even just on their skills on the ice, but as a little person, you right. know? Human yeah, beings, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like some of the kindness that they might show to their teammates, uh, how they might comfort another teammate, uh, even how they may have gotten a little bit thicker skin. Because sometimes that that happens during the season too, and it doesn't always go their way. Right. And they have to deal with loss and disappointment and you know, maybe not getting the playing time that they had hoped for. Um, but that helps them grow and learn too. So um, it's kind of fun to look back and see how your kid developed in ways outside of just the hockey skills. Yeah, you, know, you never know when not making the team or not being the best on the team will motivate a kid to go that extra mile to become the best kid on the team. I know that's happened to me several times in my life where I've been on a team and I maybe didn't make the same team next year, but it motivated me. As a parent, it's devastating. Yeah. I remember driving with my father and I was really upset and he was really upset, but we didn't know that would be the catalyst that kind of got me, hey, you know I'm going to practice an extra hour a day now, uh, things like that. And Mike, you must see this all the time as well. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, so one of the things I, I do as a coach in a situation like this, and, and COVID helped maybe expose it even more, right, is just having the ability to say, you know, and knowing like months ago, three months ago, don't forget what we talked about at the beginning of the year, we're still on track, things haven't changed. All the parents have said, winning isn't the only reason I'm here. It's the experience that I want. Let's not forget that. We're not winning. And I, but I think one of the one of the real um, things that I experienced this year, which uh, I probably wasn't prepared for as well as I wanted to be, is the fact that a lot of the teams that I work with, and specifically my own team, you know, we didn't have that opportunity to bond, right. to do team things. Right. And so you lose a lot of the ability, to Christy's point, you know, the friendships are great. Now, these kids are a little bit more resilient, right? They're, they're used to being on text messaging chats and Snapchat and like they, they communicate differently. So maybe I'm reading into it too much, but you know, that locker room experience wasn't there, that those sleepovers weren't there. The mornings at IHOP, they weren't there right? And because they just couldn't be. And I think we just have to understand that, hey, listen, that, that is a learning experience too. I mean, you, you brought up the fact about, you know, maybe you didn't get the team you wanted to be on, or maybe you don't think you're prepared for tryouts coming up. Right. Like I, I, oh, like I love sharing, there's a Tom Brady video out there when he's getting interviewed, right? And, and right. they talk about uh, his draft year card and, they, and, they, he just, and you could see his face, like a skinny kid, non-athletic. And you could see in his eyes, like, like he's getting mad. Like you could right. see where he gets his motivation from. And I try to share that with the kids. Like, okay, use this as your catalyst to go where you want to go or, or don't right so but the end of the year is a, is a time to reflect on that um and as parents i think we have to do we have to be able to step back just like you know maybe it's not the 24-hour rule but it's right. the it's the six-month rule breathe we had a season let's figure out where we're going to reset and, and go next right and um Oh, Christy, you muted yourself. So real right. quick, for, for those of you listening right. to the episode, not watching, so you'll, you'll know Christy's in her newsroom right yeah. now, where she typically was, works. That's why you might hear they're, some They're busy in the background, so I was trying to drown out some of the loud news. conversations. No, 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 breaking I'm waiting for the breaking news to come across your screen. <laughs> the breaking news is that we're doing this episode live while she's at yeah. work. No, we appreciate, we appreciate you doing this from your job, Christy. Both of you are coaches. So do you take the time to um, you know, sit down with a kid and the parent and talk about what you guys have seen from your perspective, the development. I, I always loved when coaches did that. And sometimes uh, we didn't get that at the end of the season, but I wish we had. Right. I, I can tell you, it, so I've coached at the, the pro and college level mostly. I'm just now getting into youth hockey, but I can tell you at those levels, I always have exit interviews with every single player that I coach. Um, and, and typically I'll go the extra mile. We'll put together a workout plan for them for the summer uh, we'll put out a nutrition plan and a very, very detailed, uh, this is what you need to do from now until next August or October to prepare, um, especially in environments where we know a player is coming back. Now, again, that's a year-round commitment, but we're also talking at a level where a year-round commitment is, is necessitated. Um, Mike, at the youth level, I'd bow to you on that. Yeah, no, I, well, so I, I'm probably a little different in the, in the people that I try to mentor and work with. I try to get coaches to communicate consistently throughout the season, right. you know, so that at the end of the year, you have a body of work you can discuss. Always have an exit interview this year. It's going to be a little different. It might be a digital exit interview or by Zoom, um, but definitely. And then, you know, I think one of the most important things from a, from a coaching perspective is I love giving the parents the survey to critique me. 
Right. Let me know oh. what did I do. And I, you know, yeah. not a ba- you know, again, some of them turns into bashing sessions, and that's fine. You know, if you want to do it anonymously, just you could rip me apart. But I want to if I'm if you're going to come back and play for me, I want to know how I can connect with your child better, and I want to know how I can connect with your kids better. And you know, I think uh, you know that's really important for me is for for growth. But definitely right. exit interviews with the kids it doesn't have to be you know under under a light you know and you know and, and, and grilling the kids have it make sure you're with a parent i would advise you maybe with another coach right and you're in that room or in the space or in the hallway or on zoom and just have an honest to goodness conversation and the last thing i would say uh to christy to your point about maybe getting it or not getting it just mm-hmm. have an agenda ha- say okay these are the three things we're going to talk about we're not going to get off track we're not going to talk about what happened in september we're going to talk about today what i feel what i assessed what i loved about your child and as a player and then what I would hope that they could do, you know, moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, good for you that you're willing to take criticism. You must have your um, your armor on when you read that. No, that's <laughs> you read those comments from parents. I learned you welcome the critiques. I, yeah, not to yeah. take it personally. And I think yeah. and if I have, you know, say I have 16 kids on my team and three families are not happy, it, it I, I mean – it's a victory for me. I mean, yeah. it's just, okay, listen, I can't, you know, cause especially when you start getting in, you know, listen, if this was an eight U program, maybe a little different, but once you start getting the more competitive play and kids are, kids are competing for spots right. that you, and if you, if you're willing to put your child and your child wants that, they mm-hmm. have to be willing to take yeah. uh, critique, both positive and negative, but they've got to be able to have a discussion to say, Hey, this is what it is. And this is what I feel. And you know, it, I know your private lesson instructor might not think the same way as me, but I'm just dealing with what I know about you and my feeling. You trusted in me to watch your, to, to coach your child. Um, so this is just my opinion. Take it what you want with it. You know, you don't have to, you don't right. have to, you know, write it in stone and, and have that for the rest of your life. But um, I think over the course of, and, and Lee's seen this in, in, at the pro level, if I was to take an assessment of a kid when he's nine and 10 and 11 and 12 and talk to their coaches, I, I could almost be very close that that kid, the deficiencies I see him at 19, I probably saw in him at nine. And it's our job to help, you know, coach that out of them or, yeah. or, or coach with right. them. It's also important to, you know, quick coaching tip, uh, Mike, and, and, you know, you can jump on this too, is one of the keys to having great postseason evaluations is to have great preseason evaluations so that you can set the, the bar and the metrics for success. Um, nobody wants to hear after a season, oh, here's what I think. If you don't have any kind of guide on what the goal was, right? So I think that's an important thing to note that when I work with my players, we do this interview in the preseason as well of what do we want to accomplish this year? What are we looking to do this year? And then the exit interviews, did we accomplish the goals we set forth um, at the beginning of the season? Again, that, that's a little bit more of an advanced technique. You wouldn't do that with an 8U team. But um, I, I think it's important, as Mike said, anytime there's a tryout uh, or a competitive nature, once you get to those older levels, those are important just for life skills, right? To, to have the metrics of success. Um, now, one other thing that I used to yeah. do as a parent to measure success, and it was always fun. So we'd take a video in the beginning of the season of how, you know, Sophia or Joey played, even their growth. They, right. at the beginning of the season, they look so little. And then you take another video of their very last game, and it's amazing. You're like, a little differently. Wow, is this the same kid? Right. The way they can, you know, handle the puck better. The way they even, you know, their their <laughs> their skating pants are are too That's short. Right. It's right. like, wow, 
oh, what a great they, they go through these growth sports even during the season. It's really amazing to see from game one to the final game. It's really fun to do. So if you if you have time, parents, it's the and then you'll have that video, you know, down the road. It's always fun to look back. Yeah. I have I have certainly seen that with my son this year after the baptism by fire, which was just summer league last year. It's his first experience to going through a, a season in the development program and the you know the the U eight program that we're in. Uh, I mean, he's one of the better skaters out there now, whereas he was one of the slowest when we started. I mean, and, and again, I'm not judging him on that at all. It's just the growth was amazing to me um, to see him go out there. And he was teaching his little sister to skate the last time we were out there. Now, speaking of my son, one of the things we spoke about uh, was this summer, right? Um, COVID permitting, you know, what do you want to do this summer? And, you know, I, the, the manager of my team ran up to me last night. Hey, you got to sign up for summer league. You got to sign up for summer league. Oh. Uh, he's coming right up to it. And that, that's going to bring us to the next topic here, which is resisting the urge to play year round. Now, if my son wants to play um, hockey this summer, I'm not going to stop him, but he's going to play some other sports too. And one of the things I loved about this chapter in your book, Christy, is you, you did the perfect thing and named some athletes people may have heard of. I, I don't know if people know who these people are, but, uh, you know, Jim Brown was a pretty famous football player. Also uh, one of the best lacrosse players of all time, potentially. <laughs> Michael Jordan, um, really big uh, uh, minor league baseball player at one point. He, he played another sport too. I don't remember what it was. Basketball. He played basketball and won six championships. Um, Michael Jordan, avid baseball player growing up. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, I'm sure everybody knows who that is. Avid lacrosse, soccer, baseball, and track player. Um, growing up, all the best athletes, you know, played multiple sports growing up. All right. It's, it's a known fact. In fact, in fact, Kenny Roush, uh, USA hockey, uh, hockey's manager of youth hockey says, and uses a quote from the book. If you play only one sport, you are using the same muscles over and over again for a body that is not fully formed. That is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Long story short, the more sports your kids play, the better overall athlete they'll be especially right. at the younger ages when we're like 15 down, right? right. When you get to about 14, yeah. 15, this conversation does change a little bit if your kid has a legit future, all right? In terms Early of- Early specialization right. In, right. in hockey is not going to build a bulletproof no. hockey player. No. Trust me on it's this. It's going to build a one-dimensional any- hockey player is what it's going to build. And you could risk burnout. And as you said, injuries as well. I know any parent who subscribes to- playing 12 months a year for you know your little kid is not gonna like this podcast very much because I think all of us are on the same page here. Right. It's not a good idea if no. for many, many, many reasons on so many levels. Um, even just letting your kid become, be a kid, let him experience other friendships. And you know, when the season's over, shut it off. Let him go right. outside, play outside, too. get some sunshine. Right. Um, Mingle with other kids outside of hockey. Mingle with other parents outside of hockey. It's good for your mental health too. You don't want to be stuck at a ring 12 months in a year. Come on. It, Mike's it's, like, it's good for the parents. Uh, well, maybe, maybe 11 months out of the year. Yeah. That's a fine, it's a fine line, right? In today's world, because we, yeah. we have to keep rings open. They're businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the customer drives a lot of this. So I think like what I try to do with the, my organizations that I work with is show them alternative ways to 12 month a year hockey, you know, whether it's a one day a week skating that the kid or pond hockey offer pond hockey in the summer, you know, offer a chance to get off the beach and, you know, jump in with your sandals and get on the ice. Like there's, there's other alternatives. I think what, when we talk about year round hockey and I think, you know, Kenny grew up, uh, you know, right here and, and played high school locally and, 
and he'd be, you know, in the, he'd play baseball, you know, all, all spring, but he was at the rink, you know, we were there 1130 at night, breaking into the rink and skating at, you know, at night, cause it was free. It was free time. It was free play. And I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. I think when we talk about year round hockey and, and the urge to play year round, it's don't, it's year round structure. Right. It's year round power skating. It's year round stick handling. It's not like the best baseball players, the best baseball players, because they probably played stickball all the time and they probably played in, and they, they were probably great at tennis and they're great. I mean, I think, I do think that one of the differentiators too is a lot of these sports, these field sports and ice and hockey are just different. The skating is a much different thing than running, jumping, sprinting. It just is. So understanding all that, I think at the end of the day, when from a USA hockey perspective, when I hear it from in, in our coaching programs, it's the structured year round play, the getting in a car and going to a tournament and playing seven games on a weekend year round play. It's not, Hey, if there's open ice and you want to go out with your friends and everybody shows up, that's, that's great. Cause it's love, right? That's passion, right. but find time to play baseball, find time to play lacrosse, find time to do boy scouts, and you know right. art and music and and I think and I and it's funny because I, you know, actually I just saw a video the other day Chris Kreider you know playing the piano this classical piano he didn't get that because he didn't practice right he didn't just say oh I'm a, I'm gonna be a, a, a savant he, he probably that was probably something he did as a youth growing up mm-hmm. and that's great all those kind of things are so cool because it shows the diversity in the human being right and, more more isn't always better when it no, comes no. to you know right and right. and sometimes it can also set them up for burnout kids get easily burnout 100%. and when the season starts you're going to see them less motivated why is that because they've been doing it all summer so you don't see the motivation the excitement of a new season because it's all the same it's just the same thing every day it becomes like a job i mean i, mean, I, think, that's that, the I don't last think thing I, you want for your kids i don't think there's anything more fun than hearing a kid say like what like, when do we start up again? Like, when are we right. going? Like, you know, we, like, are we almost done with this beach stuff? I want to get on the ice. Like, Amen, that's brother. great. Like, that's, that's like, that's want. when you accomplish. <laughs> like, okay, this is cool. Now I'm ready too. Let's go. Exactly. But I think it's, again, it's not, it's not, oh, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you think that your 10 year old is getting better driving seven hours to play in a weekend tournament in July, I, 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 I'd have a great debate with you well, because there's, it's just there's the pressure happening. too. There's the pressure that comes along with that of just, you know, you got to put yourself in your kid's point of view, right? Like you, your kids are not built to deal with 24 hour pressure like that. That comes later on in your life. And to be honest with you, adults aren't built for that too well either. But, you know, Christy, as you said, with burnout, like when I was a kid, now I started hockey late. I started at 12 um, and I loved it and I still love it, obviously. But I, I mean, I, it was an immediate passion of mine and I played year round be, mainly because I had a lot of room to catch up, but also because I really loved playing, but it was funny because yeah. it's kind of like a reversal here. Um, when I got to play, I started playing college hockey. Um, I also joined like a softball team and I also joined some other teams and I was really good at some of these other sports. And it made me start thinking like, man, if I had taken time with this sport or that sport, what would have happened? Um, not, not in a regretful sense. It's just more of a like, wow, I, there's like some skill sets here I could really learn. I've recently taken up basketball because I never played it. And guess what, guys? I suck at it. And I love that. <laughs> I love that because I'm learning something. And it's funny because as a hockey coach, I'm seeing things in the game. This is just to prove the point. I'm seeing things in learning to play basketball that directly apply to hockey in ways I never would have thought of. And I'm actually learning things on the court that make me a better men's league player, if you will, now. 
So yeah. it, it, it just goes to show you that um, the best athletes do this. You know, we hear all the time, well, the pros do it all year. Yeah, they're getting paid millions of dollars. It's their job. Of course, they're playing year round. Right? That's what they do. I guarantee you, Austin Matthews didn't play year round. Connor McDavid didn't play year round. He played other sports up until the point he became a junior hockey player. Right. So, yeah. And and one of the things too, we have to be aware of though, Tuli, and I think you, you know, this instinctively, but as a parent, those we're talking about the elite of the elite, right? Like these people, they don't even have to pick up a tennis racket until they're 24 years old and they just do it. And they're great at it. Like, it's just, they're just the elite. They're that's not the normal person. These are these are freak shows, right? right? These are people that are, are just have a talent that kids don't get. And I think our number one thing we got to think about is how can we keep our kids in the game as long as they they want to be in the game, healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy, and 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 us being there to support them in their love for it, right? right. And I and I think that's you know again, and if there's if they have the affinity to work out guess what they're going to get up in the morning and you're going to find out they're shooting in the driveway right and they're rollerblading and they're doing these other things and you don't have to do anything and as your point you know it's like listen my kids are probably eat chocolate cake every single night three nights you know you know three times but you gotta you gotta you gotta sprinkle in the the you know the green beans every now and then right Right. so it's the same thing with sports you just gotta you you are the parent you're the adult you've got to put them in a different environment. And I think once they get in there, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they blossom into uh, loving other things as well. Right. And it is fun to watch them use their skill sets from other sports and apply it to hockey. You can always tell the soccer player playing hockey because you see them using right. their soccer moves with the puck. It's yeah. always fun. It's like, oh, that kid plays soccer. That's obvious. Or that kid plays lacrosse. Or that kid tackles like he's a football player when he checks. <laughs> I can tell you too, Christy. Yeah, I, I, just real quick, I can tell you too that having coached in other countries, when you have players from other countries, you can see their skill sets being born from other sports. I mean, when I coached in England, they all play soccer over there, and there was yeah. some obvious skill development that we don't have here in the United States with their feet. I was amazed by that. You know, yeah. so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's good. I, I wanted to get into the sports injuries because um, I was reading this about. Um, repeatedly using the same muscle groups and movement patterns, often on an almost year-round basis, young athletes are increasing their chances of developing a whole host of injuries, lower abdominal tears in hockey, Tommy John surgeries in baseball, ACL tears in young female athletes are significantly on the rise. And I think that's what we need to consider, you know? 100%. I can tell you from my own experience, having played in hockey mostly most of my life, um, I was never able to really run well because I hadn't developed a lot of those muscles and I had to redevelop them because like my, you know, I got gigantic quads like every other hockey player, but none of my other running muscles developed. My feet were very weak um, because I mean, basically when you play hockey, your foot's in a cast, right? So the, my foot muscles were very weak and I had to redevelop these things. And the older I get, the more aware of them I are. Uh, that's what I'll just say with that. But, you know, Christy, it, it brings up a great point to round out this segment. And it said this in the book, be a kid, play games. That's what kids are meant to do. They're meant to play games. As parents, we have to make sure that we don't put our own anxiety and our own expectations into our children to build that stress. You wouldn't have wanted that when you were seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you know, we don't put it into them. You're not really teaching them, teach them to diversify like most things in life, diversification or in moderation, 
is healthier for you. So right. and you're sure going to get a lot of pressure it. from other parents. Trust me. Absolutely. When you're, when you're in those circles and you're around those parents who subscribe to year round hockey, they're going to make you feel like your kid is not going to stay up to speed on their skills and their development. They're going to fall behind. Trust me. Don't fall victim to that. Just shut your ears, walk away and right. let use your own judgment. You know, if you, if, especially if you're starting to see signs of your kids burning out right? and, and then you get swept up in that whole culture of 20, 24 hour, you know, year round hockey, walk away from it and, and yeah. make the choices on your own. Don't get swept up in the pressure of what other hockey parents are doing. You know, I'll tell you all as a warning out there listening and watching this. Um, I have seen elite athletes and I mean, NHL level athletes burn out in college or high school. And it is devastating. And unfortunately, most of those athletes don't even realize till it's too late what they've given up. But when I speak to them, and I've, I've spoken to several, I knew, a, I knew a, a guy one time, I won't say his name, was playing in the AHL during the lockout year, he would have made the NHL. Um, but he played year round for 15 years straight, no breaks. And he, he didn't even know who he was playing for any, any, anymore. He's, you know, he felt like he was going to let his family down. He felt like, and he, he, he stopped and a lot of things fell apart for him. All right. Now, now he made the right decision for him. I don't want to knock that, but I'm saying that this could have probably been avoided had he had some breaks in his youth. There was so much pressure on him to perform that he basically had a breakdown, yeah. right? So what this leads to for me, and this is the kind of psychological note, is as a parent, right? Because really we're the, we're the shepherds here of, of the children, right? The most important thing when your kid leaves that rink, and we've talked about this on the show before, is knowing that you as their parents love them no matter what happened. If your kid is going to base his level of success or his, his belief of your love system for him on how well he, good he is as a hockey player, that's an incorrect way to approach the game, all right? They're kids. They're going to have to, you got to let them be kids, right? I tell my son this, I've said this many times of this before and after every game, I love you. No matter what happens on the ice, I do not base my love for you on what happens on the ice. Doesn't mean I'm not going to tell him when he does good things or bad things or everything in between that, but that has nothing to do with my love for him. Don't, I can only plead with you as parents, don't sacrifice that and don't take that for granted. It will affect your kid the rest of their lives. And they will do it to their children. It's very hard sometimes to kind of accept this side of it. Some people think it's a little bit soft. It's not. It's your relationship with your child, <laughs> right? So just something to throw in there. Now, uh, before we transition out, the last one, the last section I love, Christy, I actually have to go to the book on this one because it's reasons to love the off season. We wanted to end this on a, on a personal note. I have a bookmark in the book because this is just a ton of stuff here. Uh, reasons to love the off season. This was written by Sharon is it Enk? Did I say that right? Yeah. Aaron Enk, right? And it's just a whole chapter of numbers, the 25 <laughs> reasons for you to love the offseason. I'm just going to pick a random one. Mike, tell me when to stop. Good. Right there. Number eight, Facebook friends realize that you don't live in a rink and that you have other interests. Well, that's the year for that one, isn't it? Yes. You know, uh, one, I like this one. You can watch episodes of The Walking Dead, which, which is funny, Christy, because when you wrote this, you think that'd be outdated, but that show is somehow still on the air. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's other things we binge watch now. Aren't we all hooked on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Disney plus. I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of Marvel and Star Wars shows myself. 
right? Um, here's one, number 19. This is for the parents out there. Actually spend time with your spouse instead of being two shifts that pass in the night, in the morning or in the afternoon. Guaranteed, everyone has experienced that over the last 12 months at oh, some yeah. point. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you have two kids, you become tag teams, tag right. your you know? Right. Uh, here's, here's more. Things like hockey tape and game socks cease to be everywhere in your house unless you're one of the moms I know who uses hockey tape for everything. That's one of the ones that was written here. Uh, you can kick your feet up with a book. Uh, you can uh, take a vacation that isn't tournament weekend. And it says, I know this is a novel concept, but you can vacation in places that don't have ice rinks. Yes, beaches are real. <laughs> Some of these are really cute, you know? Also in the health department, your blood pressure can return to normal. There's no threat of a shootout or close to close game. Again, there's a ton of these and I love them. How about this one? The hemorrhaging of money stops temporarily, at least. That is unless you are one of the above mentioned parents that has their kid in every available camp. Something we talked about in this episode. Right. Um, I like number one, though, the best. It's your hockey friends can just be friends again. Maybe you've had too much of each other during the season. Maybe they've made some disparaging remarks about the goal that deflected off your kid's skate. Either way, now you can enjoy each other again. Hello. Take a yeah. breath. It's okay. Yeah. This is not the world right? There's no season that's the every, everything. There's no season that makes or breaks your career. Typically you think there is, but it's really the culmination of things. You know, what do you guys have too? Cause I, I can keep reading these all day. Yeah. I mean, it's just being able to enjoy your family outside the rink too, because so often during our hockey seasons, we were going in opposite directions. Um, you know, John would take Joey and I would take Sophia. And right. uh, uh, oftentimes I didn't get to see some of Joey's games because he's on the other side of the state and I'm in Canada with Sophia. And it's, uh, it's kind of hard because, um, you know, your family gets separated a lot by hockey, especially if you have kids on different teams. If right. you're all on the same team, that's that's oh, that's a miracle. Oh, that's heaven. That's right. heaven if that happens. I, I coached a team once with three brothers, and we won a championship. And to see those three brothers together was an incredible thing. And they yeah. knew it too. They were really so super aware of that. Um, yeah. So you get one, to be a family again, you know? Yeah, which is so important, right? You know, one of the things we do in my family is we're we're big people about the sitting together at dinner, right? Having a family dinner every night. I like this one here. It's number 18 in the book, Christy. Enjoy a dinner that isn't overcooked from being in the crock pot too long or grown cold from sitting on hockey nights. Yes, I, 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 I'm the cooker mostly in my house. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, look, look it's time to reconnect. It's time to, to just take a break. You yeah. got to take breaks. I know it seems like you can't. There's so much pressure not to stop. Again, Mike, yeah. you got to comment on this too. It's just, it's yeah. breaks are important, insanely important. I don't know what off season you guys are talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, this is a great time for me to catch up on video. I can right. now really, you know, fine tune my lineup. I can, I can, I can really concentrate on what kids. That is a break. Improve. That is a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but, it's, but again, it. it's a break for me. Cause I really enjoy that. And I, I think, right. you know, for right. me, uh, you know, honestly, I just love like my guys, um, you know, they play lacrosse and baseball and, and if you, you just get to, you get to sit on the sidelines and go, Oh, hockey's not that nuts. These people are crazy. Like, you know, they're really, they're, they're, they're running up and down. You know, they can hear you. Like we, I think we've talked about in other episodes that, you know, like you're behind the glass, so it's not that big a deal. Right. But you're right on the field. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, Mike, it's, it's, I it's, thought that too. Yeah, when right. we <laughs> sports, I'd be sitting there watching the lacrosse parents. Thinking, yeah. These parents are crazy. Yeah, they're yelling about hockey, but the, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, and yeah. baseball too. Right. Wow. Right. Well, right. hockey so, parents are calm compared to them. 
Yeah, their no parents doubt. are just crazy. You know why they're crazy? Because <laughs> they love their kids. And it's just sometimes we don't know how to vocalize that. You know, Mike, yeah. one thing I wrote in my, one of my books that speaks to what you're saying about is that, you know, this is really mo mostly for coaches. But uh, I joke with people that they're really, you know, the off season's real, but it's just when we don't play games. The season's year round for coaches, right? Uh, in season's games, off season's, there's just no games being played. But that's also our profession, right? Like, again, we're talking about kids, kids need a break. They need right. a break. I just put my, my kid in timeout earlier because he needed a break. <laughs> right it's it's no it's no I have a penalty box you need to get a penalty box <laughs> when i was a kid we had the thinking chair and that's what we've readopted and my father always tells this story about i came home and and he said what do you think about school i said i like it all except the thinking chair he goes well how often are you in the thinking chair and i, I apparently famously said all the time dad oh my gosh. all the time and uh, i still haven't stopped talking however many years later <laughs> but uh look rounding out this episode rounding out this episode the, the, yeah. the key here is this we're heading towards off season there's obviously a lot of decisions to be made take a break take a moment to make some good sound decisions maybe ask your kids what they want to do depending on their age not so much what you want to do what you think they need to do for their development all right and remember as mike said rinks have to stay open coaches want to stay employed uh it's it is it behooves them to tell you that the kid needs to play year round and, and again i'm not i'm a coach okay i get that all right i'm not i'm not knocking that especially with you here mike no i'm not i'm not knocking that but right. maybe ask your kid what they want to do this off season do they need a break you know ask them how they're feeling mentally you know uh, if your kid's raring to go and wants to keep skating let them keep skating but maybe introduce them to some outdoor sports as well um, you know, maybe introduce them to some other people. It's important. Every single study shows it's extremely important. I want to give you guys the final word. Uh, Mike, I'm going to go to you first. Thank your coach, your volunteer coach. Thank them. Make sure you're at the end of the year. Now, just, I think, and I'm a big that, basket, you know, beer. Well, and, and, and me, <laughs> yeah, get, get, yeah, just get him, a <laughs> get him a, get him a comfortable pillow and say, go, go take a rest for a couple months. Right. But I think it's, I think it's basically, you know, all the things we talked about, uh, you know, have a, you know, step back, you know, evaluate, you know, wh how, what a great opportunity we all have that we get to play a really cool sport and the kids get to, you know, do this, uh, you know, this, this, these crazy, you know, things on, on blades, which not a lot of kids get to do. And I think just, you know, and, and then, you know, listen to your kids say, Hey, yeah, how'd you do? What'd you like? What'd you right. didn't like? Let's uh, let's say, what do you need to do to get better? You want to do, you know, I think, you know, and then use those, use that knowledge base, right? Use that, the fact that we know that the best athletes in the world were great runners and great sprinters and great jumpers and, and had great hand-eye coordination. So enhance all those things for your kids when you can. They're also great readers. They're great students. They're right. great community people. Like, like those are things you can do in the off season too. Right. Going back right. to your book, Christy, you know, you can read a book, you know, I read a lot in the off season because it's my, that's my, that's my weightlifting as a coach in right. the off season. They do a lot of other things. Anyway, Christy, I'm going to toss the puck to you. Yeah. The screen yeah if you're missing your hockey family during the summer season, there's lots of things you can do to get together. At the end of the season, we would put together a wine tour and it was just be the hockey moms. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That was so fun. And we would um, just tour the wine country and just relax and just talk about you know, our lives outside of hockey and get to know each other That's on great. another level. Yeah. with no kids so no husbands we need to get the hockey moms on camera at the end of that uh, to hear the truth the truth about the season we'd have a lot of do you have a bleep you know where you can, right uh, we can bleep we can bleep on this show for sure um 
and it's also fun to get the kids together to do some fun like swimming parties uh right. you know do some uh games that uh you know outdoor games just just have fun as, as families if you miss your hockey family and and that actually is a great, great way to keep them you know if you you have a teams that are you know are going into the next season and the chemistry is really good and you want to keep that chemistry going and don't overdo it but it's fun to kind of get together over the summer too and just uh, see each other in shorts and t-shirts it's like wow right. is that what you look like <laughs> you're right. a lot thinner than i remember <laughs> you know it's what? like yeah you know because i'm wearing a coat that's <laughs> in ten thousand layers this is what i really look like so yeah wonder- it's just i just enjoy your lives you know, don't make, don't put so much pressure on yourselves to, uh, you know, get your kids to be the best hockey player in the world. Right. There's only just one develop them being the best kid. I love yeah. it. A good person, right? Good person. I, I wanna, yeah. I wanna reiterate something you both said during the show, which is, the goal should be, you know, in August. Man, I can't wait for hockey season to start. I can't wait for it to start. Mike, that really hit me when you said that. That feeling is a very exciting feeling and it's, it's reinvigorating. The skills will be there. All right. The only way your skills go away if you sit on a couch for three months and don't do anything. That's, and that's not what we're suggesting here. Right. So uh, I do want to shout out one more time. My kids play hockey, not to be confused with our kids play hockey, the podcast written by Christy Cashino Burns uh, available on Amazon or obviously wherever books are sold. Uh, check that out with this. This episode was all based on chapters on this handbook for life as a hockey parent. Uh, if you're, if you're watching, you can see it. If you're listening, go pick that up. Uh, we want to thank both of you for being here tonight. That was as, fun. as always. Yeah. Christy, thanks for coming on during your work hour. We know, uh, in the world, there's always news. Mike, once again, thanks for joining us. I can't believe you're not at the rink tonight. That lucked out with that. And uh, and I want to thank my wife and person watching my kids right now. Hopefully they're yeah. doing all right. <laughs> Me too. I got to get right. home. <laughs> right. So for Mike Benelli, for Christy Casciano Burns, I'm Lee Elias. Thanks so much for watching this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Check us out. All the episodes on OurKidsPlayHockey.com. Share it. Let your friends know. Let your parents know. Let your coaches know. Let your kids know. Anyone you think might benefit from this show. Uh, and you can hear us wherever podcasts are listened to. So uh, once again, everyone have a good night for a change. And we will see you on the next edition of... Our kids play hockey. Good night, everyone.